Welcome to Everyday Elephants. I'm your host, Tanner Olson. In a minute, I'll be joined by Phil, Katie, and Ted. Everyday Elephants is a podcast that discusses what the world is discussing. And right now, the world is discussing a lot of things. Here, we take a close look at the elephants in the room. Everything from politics to trends to religion. Together, we look for where hope is in the midst of the change and the chaos and confusion. Welcome to Everyday Elephants. Well, well, well. It has been a while, friends. It has. We, back. we are back. back. And ready. We, had a, we had a, what, a two-week break? A two-Monday break? And a lot has happened since then. There's Christmas. We started a new year. And Phil had a birthday. I did. Whoop, whoop. The question is, is the world discussing or is the world disgusting, Tanner? Like, because... Yes. <laughs> I, I, uh, I did a little, a little slip up there, but did I? Did I? I know it was actually well played. So I was pretty proud of you. I was like that that that's loaded, but has a lot of meaning right there. So, yeah, it's a very very mm-hmm. Eminem like in 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 the in lyrics, uh, but I don't want to take any credit. So you're a pure yeah. genius. That's all. Well, it's good to be back though. It's it the last couple of Mondays felt a little bit a uh, little meh without seeing y'all's faces and and being able to talk about what's happened in the world. So let's uh let's do a little catch up with each other, shall we? Katie, what's happening down down in in, in South Florida? What's happening down there? Um, So South Florida, I mean, Christmas happened, New Year's happened. um, Over here, a lot of family stuff. I think pretty typical for what a lot of people are doing right now. Um, And today was my first day back to work since being off for two weeks. So it's been like everything all at once, you know. So it's... um, super super great being back but i did love my break i did love me and my husband we went hunting um you know a lot of cool things on my break no no unfortunately Uh, we didn't really see much so you went looking nice we went looking looking yeah (laughs) what were you hunting deer deer we did see some turkey though so that was pretty cool we saw a lot of turkey so you know got to get outside so it's been great Nice. What do you do the whole time, Katie? Are you hunting as well? Or are you just kind of like there oh, for the man. good times? <laughs> oh, no, I'm there. I'm there sitting really still up in a tree stand, Phil, at 30 degree in 30 degree weather in Alabama. So it's 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 there. And yeah. how many weeks pregnant in the tree stand? Yeah, 25. Yeah, 25 weeks pregnant. See, here's the You're, thing. Yeah. I think <laughs> you get an award. Give her a medal. Seriously, at thirty degrees and that pregnant. I mean, that's I'm I'm impressed. I'm just straight impressed. Listen, I I don't deny. Like, I do think I should get an award because this is not my hobby. This is like you know, this is wife duties right here. You know, so that's Mm -hmm. I agree to. I agree. Yeah. I hope you got flowers and or Starbucks and or jewelry and or books, whatever your preference is. I hope there was some kind of thank you for coming with me, wife. Here is a show of my love for you. Yes, I got time to sleep. That was amazing. Hey, that, <laughs> that's that all I wanted. That keeps on giving. <laughs> so. That's what I wanted. Yes. How are you guys Maybe doing? Next- Oh, what was that, Tanner? Sorry. I was. Oh, I was gonna say maybe next time he can actually get you a deer, but uh, yeah, that was was too oh. kind of me. I never, I, 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 I know, James. That could be very hurtful. 
I don't know. I and know. I, I felt I felt bad. James has been it. spending <laughs> a couple weeks just really sad. He didn't get a deer, and here's Tanner. I, I, I have a lot of really good friends who love to hunt, and they're like, "That's how we get our meat for the year." And so I kind of feel bad. Um, but as somebody who's really never hunted before, uh, yeah, I did not spend my break hunting or doing anything. I hunted some deals online, got those, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really about it. That's, that's like cool. my extent good. of hunting. Yeah. I have a friend Ted, who claims to be an avid endorsement. So, and Tina, tell, I hear you. Tell request. us more about yourself. Um, it wasn't, it's not me. <laughs> it literally is a friend of mine. Um, it's me. No, it's, it's me. I, it was a good, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, it's me. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it, it was a great couple of weeks. Um, had celebrated family with my wife's family. They're here in town, and that's just always just a blast. Um, we won over a hundred dollars on lotto tickets between me and my wife. Ooh, um, wow. that's just fucking stuffers for my in laws. They always give us lotto tickets, so it's really the only time I really play the lottery. And um, we did a great job uh, winning because obviously it was our talent that got us there. That's how um, gambling so that's... works. Yeah. Exactly. So what are exactly. what are you thinking that whole time as you're like getting ready to scratch that lotto ticket? Like, <laughs> what's going on in your mind? Like, like this could be it. Oh, there was there was <laughs> one ticket that the top was a hundred thousand dollars, and it was like a a weird like bingo card thing where it was like pictures at the top, and you saw the pictures, and you had to match it down below in a like a you know rows a bingo card kind of thing. I was one picture away on a row from a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so, so you, you, let's say, let's say you let's say you win. What what does that change? What does that change? Oh, that's a good question. Now, here's the thing: Chelsea and I actually, whenever the the Powerball gets real high, um, especially if we're driving somewhere, we'll sit and go, "Okay, if we won, how would we how do we do this?" Uh, mm-hmm. Lump sum. Um, our yep. church would get a new building. We would pay off. Houses, college debt, you know, of our family. Um, we'd immediately find it, it was funny. It was last time when it was like a couple months ago, it was so high. We were driving somewhere, and Chelsea goes, Oh, you'd call this friend to be our money manager. And I said, No, I want someone I can fire. I want a money manager that I have <laughs> no relationship with. Like, that's that would be my thing is like, I need someone who I go, You're not managing my money well, and I can be cutthroat with them. Um, but no, I mean, it. I don't know what it would change. I mean, obviously, I'd be a ton cooler than I was before. Um, I'm buying the brand chips. I'm buying. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going brand chips. We're getting. Watch (laughs) out. No more Dr. Thunder in this house. Um, No, but it's it's kind of fun. We, uh, you know, we already spent our winnings. We bought a sound bar for our TV uh, because we we fancy now. Watch out. no, it was just a good time. It was a little bit of a whirlwind. My family came through town over um, a weekend, uh, and that was that was a blast uh, having them in town. And it honestly, it, there was a really good time of of just folks from church too. So we did uh, Christmas Eve, which was really I think probably the best Christmas Eve service we've done as a church. And then Christmas Day we did at our house, and it was just a beautiful time of like worship and communion but also a comedy of errors of having christmas day worship in your house 
like the dog was mm. constantly getting in people's business and um the mm. projection the system guess. was not working how we wanted yeah it was it was hilarious it was a good time this sounds like so a legit what about Christmas. you man how's how's it been okay here, here's i have an important pastor theological question with that being said before i get into my life and my story and my woes ted do you need me to call do you, pastor do you tithe your earnings when you win the 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 lotto like you like talk about that like i'm sure that soundbar mm. costs 90 dollars, right yeah it did almost exactly 90 dollars how do you so, know that? <laughs> so, the, so the ten dollars go back to well, they won like a hundred dollars, right? So does like the ten dollars hey, go hey, back to the church? This is a good question, Phil. It's important. I, bought, I need to know this. I we all we're all thinking this right now. Phil, now we are <laughs> juice and half and half for the coffee bar on Sunday. So there you go. Ooh, that is really yeah. generous of you. That's um, good. I mean, that's when Ted wins the lottery. Narrative Church receives the spoils. I mean. We do that every week, anyways. It, it was orange juice with pulp. This, so it was. It wasn't the name brand orange juice, but it was the nice HEB brand orange juice. Okay. It, the not that lame comes in a milk carton stuff. I'm talking the clear bottle. You know, we got the good stuff this week. We get it. You're fancy. Sounds pretty. Legit. I won the lottery, baby. You can't, I'm a winner. You can't hide that. <laughs> okay flaunt well, that new money i'm just checking you know because someone's got to keep you accountable ted Phil, i just love that like you just called me out on a live podcast to be like you're giving to the lord right well we were all thinking that ted <laughs> no i was i um, what i was thinking was wait a minute prayer did you pray before you won because we all know that's how it usually goes yeah it's true it's true <laughs> mm, mm, okay all right okay so you asked me a question, how I've been doing, and I, I feel comfortable to respond to this. Um, a lot has happened in the world, Christmas, my birthday, I know. Um, <laughs> but the biggest thing was, hey, Phil, how did you do for your fantasy football championship, right? I was and, waiting. I okay, was waiting. so I was going into uh, about to repeat for my fantasy football championship, and it was all on that bill cincinnati game where josh allen was going to bring it home for me and then the world stopped right and mm -hmm. uh, i feel comfortable talking about this now um because because of what happened with uh, the whole damar hamlin Mar hamlin um mm -hmm. going into you know the whole tragic arrest, event yeah. cardiac arrest right that paused the game and i was down by i don't know like 12 15 points or so which means if probably it was going to finish because I had the best player in fantasy football, I was going to win the championship. And that was not the case because of what happened. So I ended up not winning the fantasy football championship, which is okay. Grand scheme of life. Well, right? but you don't have a, you don't have a, like the, um, the uh, commissioner of your league didn't go like, Hey guys, we'll, when this game is finally finished, we'll add in the points. But it's not going to finish though. The the NFL canceled the game, so that I thought they played it the next day or something. No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. So no. big controversy because like everyone's thinking like, what about my fantasy football championship team and you know all the bets that are in Vegas or whatever. You know, we all had to pause, which was important to pause because it 
really doesn't matter the grand scheme of life. But mm-hmm. for me, I didn't win back-to-back championships. I was a co-champion for fantasy football. So, well, that's I'm still gl- a champion. Yeah, no, it's it is. Not. No, it's thank not. You, you tied. Thank you. Thank you, you. Tied for first, which means thank you are you. not first. You are tied for first. No, it's true. It's true. So uh, first means I am here and nobody else is. <laughs> tied for first means there are two of us, two firsts, which make us listen. Tied. If I feel like in. If you are in the NFL, sure, I agree. If you're playing fantasy football, like, who cares? Well, NFL NFL is still doing ties. They're still tying games. Which I'll make that, but they're gonna, that just they, that frustrates me. Oh, you tied? They're gonna, I, but I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Just finish the dang game. Like The, the, the important like, thing, though, I, is... In baseball, we don't quit. No quitters in baseball. And they should. I mean, would you be saying that if the guy actually (laughs) passed away? No, no. No. I'm completely talking about the ties. I'm talking about the ties. Not about the, not at all about the Bills. Okay, because we were all about to attack you on Twitter and your character (laughs) and who you are. I'm talking about ties in football. I I think the big takeaway from that, that game is kind of how everyone responded to what happened um i mean if i was on twitter that night and i was kind of just watching and everyone was talking about and saying like pray pray for damar pray for damar and there wasn't you know and we talked in the past about thoughts and prayers or thinking of or sending well wishes and all that kind of stuff but this was the the i think the one of the times where I realized a lot of people were saying, no, we are praying for this person. Like we are in dire need right now. Like there is life on the line. It's not like post gun violence where there has been somebody who is deceased. There is life hanging in the balance. And the response to that was like, let's get on our knees and pray. And and, and there was even uh, an analyst who prayed right on ESPN. I don't know if you guys saw that. He stopped and and he prayed. I can't say his last name. It's like Olorowski. Dan Orlovsky. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he prayed on national TV, which was a really cool response and witness. And it was like, hey, you know, how I am viewed right now doesn't matter. I know what to do when tragedy strikes, and that is to go to my God in prayer. Uh, and and that was and that was that was cool. And the good news is is, is tomorrow's I think he was released from the hospital today. Yeah, yeah. he went home today. Oh god. Which yeah. is mm-hmm. just absolutely wild. Absolutely yeah. wild. Which makes it everything okay for me to complain about now. And yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, able... yeah. yeah it's safe <laughs> to complain. Agreed. Agreed. Wait, so, so what exactly? He had a heart mean? attack. You lost a fantasy football league. What, so, say that again. What like so he... what exactly do you oh me or Ted? Sorry. Go Katie. You go Katie. I just have a question because I'm a girl and maybe I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm a girl, but I just don't know fantasy football. But what do you win if you win fantasy football? It depends. Is it money? Great, great question. I did. That- will you tie? Will you I tie did- that money? Thank you. There you go. Um, Mike drops. 10% <laughs> of, of how much did you win, Phil? Um, that co-championship just- was, I think, $130. That championship Whoa. would would have been two hundred and sixty dollars, um, because we we're all kind of pitching. I think it was like twenty dollars a person in our league. So, yeah, big deal. Um, wow. I I have a lot to pray about of what I'm going to be tithing. So, yeah, yeah, thirteen bucks, one hundred and thirty, one hundred, yeah, thirteen dollars exactly. So, I mean, you can tithe a hundred percent. The Lord never says you can't. 
and you know true. what? I, I actually have a good idea of where that money could go to. <laughs> uh, over the next several weeks, I think you could supply Narrative Church with some uh, with some HEB orange juice. And that would be, hey, I think that would be an two, excellent two way. weeks of nice HEB orange juice. Yes. A full month of Ooh. cheap HEB orange juice. Just think this episode it. brought to you by gambling and orange juice. <laughs> I have a lot to pray about. So there you go. But anyways, hey, let's let's get into the topic because we have a Google Doc. I don't, the behind the scenes, a uh, little imagination Ooh, for the eye there. We curtain. have a Google Doc. Pull it back a little bit. We got a Google Doc with a lot of links that some of us have read through and others of us have not. Uh, but Phil, wh- what are we talking? There's let's just say there's been a lot that has happened in the world mm-hmm. and in our lives in the last two weeks. But there's been a couple of things that we kind of were texting about earlier. Um, and why don't you just kind of kind of clue us in on what we're talking about today? Uh, big, big co-champion, Phil. Yeah, there's a lot that the world is discussing and the world is disgusting, right? And uh, I think what we decided to settle on as a crew was uh, to talk about immigration, right? Um, I think there's a lot to be able to talk about, but... Uh, Joe, President Joe Biden, um, just went down to was it El Paso just recently? El Paso, yeah, yeah, uh, yesterday, and was visiting the border for the first time in two years to see what is happening um, with this border crisis. We can say it's a border crisis because CNN actually declared it as a border crisis. So. Um, <laughs> I guess if everyone's saying that it is, something's going on and something's going wrong with um, the border. And uh, I think it's important for us to talk about because uh, there's a lot of noise with this particular topic with uh, record-breaking immigrants coming into the United States um, more than ever before. And now we have to remember um this is a country that there's a lot of immigrants um, including ourselves and our families that are that are in this country now due to immigration uh but i think it's important for us to be able to talk about because there's a lot that is happening um with this particular topic so um immigration is at a record high um more than ever before guys what is your take with this everyday elephant in the room i'm gonna start with ted first no, I'm going to go with Katie. I'm going to go with Katie. Ted talks no. all the time. So, Katie, no. what are your thoughts? No? <laughs> Ted talks all the time. <laughs> okay. So, well, all right. I have I have some thoughts. Well, the people want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you know, I I'm I'm going to, you know, we talked about just the polarizing views of the like democratic and republican views on this. Um, and I I think there is, for me, my thought on this is can seem kind of polarizing, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but at the same time, just like with everything we talk about, there is a tension. But um, my first reaction is that if I could relate to this to people and just the protection of our country, um, boundaries are good. Um, because you can't serve unhealthy things around you if you yourself is or is not if you're not healthy. While at the same time we're called to outreach and to serve people, and I think the same thing is our country um, is not going to be healthy, is not going to have a have a boundary or a standard for living 
um, the way that we have always been able to live, if we don't set a boundary, um, if we don't set limits, while at the same time, if we're healthy, then we can provide resources and help people that are suffering. And I think that's kind of the duality of it, in my opinion, where we need to set we need to set boundaries, but it's not that one is more important than the other. And I think that's what's happening is um, it seems like one side is is elevating one one importance and the other and the other side is the other importance. And I found like when even even doing therapy, I did, I did behavior therapy for um, a couple of years and anything to be efficient and effective, it needs to have both sides. You don't modify or change an environment by just extinction. You do extinction and reinforcing at the same time to get the results that you need. And I think that's the same with anything. We need to, yes, we need to have boundaries. And yes, we need to have an answer um, to serve these people that are suffering. Yes to both. And they're both equally important in order for it to be effective. Okay, that's a good take. Ted, what about you? You can change my mind if you need to. <laughs> no, no, I think, I, Katie, I'm I'm going to kind of, I'm, I'm going to jump in in a similar fashion to say, I think the issue is not as much the border crisis as it is we we have let politics become the central figure of immigration phil like you mentioned all, all of us on this call are here because of immigration right or on this podcast like we're here because of immigration yep. i can tell you the places my ancestors immigrated into this country through and and where they came from and to me the bigger issue is is not you know, should they come, should not they not come? The answer is we are a country of immigration. That's one of the things I think that makes us great. The problem is we have not updated how we handle immigration to match what's happening in the world. And I think the issue we're running into is, to, to me, the bigger things are not should immigrants be coming into the country, but saying our outdated systems are not allowing a smooth running of how that works. Um, and, and we saw that kind of on display in this visit that President Biden comes down and in the places he goes, they clear out all the homeless people, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the optics are, oh, look, everything's fine in El Paso. And now there's some tension in that too, because you look and you say, hey, anywhere he goes gets cleared out, right? The Secret Service isn't just going to let people hang out where he's going. But it's it's also one of those things. It looks a lot nicer if you show up on a clean street in El Paso. On the flip side, uh, Greg Abbott met him at the airport, handed him a letter to say, here's all your failures on the border. But Greg Abbott has spent $20 million of Texas taxpayer money to bus immigrants around this country as whether you want to call it a political stunt, a political message, whatever you want to call it, he has spent $20 million. And I wanted to make sure I was like, that number seems insane. Yeah. But I've, I found it from like three or four different sources to say he has spent that money to, you know, some it's proving a point, some it's not. I, but that's, that's a lot of money that could have like Katie said to say, if people are here, how do we care for them? That's $20 million that you could have hired more Border Patrol, that you could have trained Border Patrol to handle these situations, that you could have 
built temporary could have tithed shelters. with them. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that is two million dollars that could have gone to near how much church. orange juice that is. Who cares about separation of church and state? So I, I, I think, think this is it's such ahead, a weird, it's such a hard topic to kind of discuss. Uh, when I when I hear about immigration and kind of I hear what you're saying, Ted, it's almost as if it's like we have this is a great country for people to come to. We just don't know how to welcome them appropriately, and it's not like we are out of room. Y'all been to Montana? A lot of space there, right? Like we have a places for these people and communities for these people to enter into. But that process of going from one one country to another country, like it's just not. There's just there's something wrong with the process. Is that kind of what I'm hearing too? Well, it's it, like I we think, just don't have a, a a good way of yeah. welcoming them home. Yeah, and, and and building a process to say, all I would assume, for the four of us. Our ancestors are probably two to three to four generations removed being new to this country, right? Mm -hmm. But I think of people who are first and second generation immigrants who are here and connecting and building lives. And to say um, there, there was a great ministry up in St. Louis called Christian Friends of New Americans. And it was a church. That would open and just say immigration hub for people coming from, you know, not the southern border, but different places around the world. And St. Louis was a hub. And they did a great job just opening up for dinners, for English lessons, for some of those things. And I think there's those are the discussions we need to be having is uh, Tanner. I think Ted might be uh, cutting that. out a little bit. Is he cutting out for you guys? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, I, think he was, I, think, just... I think he was saying that we were right. I think that's kind of what yeah, I was saying. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're, exactly. You're right. Like, yeah, that's what I'm, that's no, I like what I'm picking up Tanner's on. welcoming languages. Let, let, can I go back to Abbott's comment, though? Spending $20 million shipping people to different um, cities. You know, obviously, there's some political stunts with that. Um, and that's that's something to Wait, be. Whoa, 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 whoa. One second. Are you saying that? Politicians do things to get attention and to create news. No, not at all. So okay, I but, just, just want to, so I want to make sure. Just want to make sure. All right, but, but it's ahead. a it's a significant number, right? And uh, let's let's talk about that because you have some of these you know cities saying, hey, you know, why aren't you know why is the, the governor doing this? Right, we are a sanctuary city. We would um, open our cities. Um, orders to allow anyone to come here to live here to be a part of this and i think abbott's like great i'm going to ship you to them and uh obviously i'm going to make a, a political stunt about this but you know there there's a point where if there's record number of people that are being allowed into these in, into the borders and and i don't know how you necessarily feel about it ted because texas is your state um but I did see a tweet from a border officer, Chief Raul Ortiz, and this happened in December 12th, uh, 2022. He said at one point there was over 16,000 people in his particular area that uh, there's different encounters and there was $97 million worth of narcotics that was seized. Um, and then it lists all the different things that were happening within this tweet. I mean, there are some safety issues that are happening. Now, granted, there's also um, 
innocent lives being trafficked through this, you know, like, hey, if you come across the border, you need to be able to take this amount of narcotics with you to, in order to make it happen. But there is something significant that is happening there and there is a safety crisis. We, we got to figure something out. You know, granted, when uh, our, our immigration and border security, one conversation or two conversations that are intertwined. And that's that's kind of because I, I think you're right, Phil. I think you're right. We, we have to talk about border security. Yeah. Um, but I do think we have to make sure to say immigration and border security, while they share topics, are not always the same thing. Yeah. So is it, from my understanding, are they, uh, um, is, is it with border security capturing illegal immigrants? And then they're what they're doing is they're they're shipping these immigrants to these different cities. Is that what's happening? So the best I can understand it at these high crossing points is once you cross, you're detained, right? If you've illegally crossed, yeah, you're detained. Or there are now tent cities that are popping up on the Mexico side of the border. And so now you have a lot of people not from Mexico, but who have walked or driven from Central or South America up into the border. And so what you're getting is a lot of people who are looking for a new life and then criminal elements taking advantage of that process, either of the people or of the chaos. Yep. And so that's that's what I think the crisis is, is saying we haven't built a system to say people aren't stopping coming. And the drug cartels are seeing a situation they can take advantage of drug, you know, human trafficking are seeing a um, situation they can take advantage of. And so there definitely has to be, and, and I, I think border States have are bearing the brunt, especially Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, California are bearing the brunt of this and, you know, it's a lot easier to live further away and say, I mean, even living in central Texas, uh, I've, I've been down to the what we call the valley, which is the Rio Grande Valley, the south, you know, the southern border. It's it is everyday life for them down there. It's a very, yeah, you know, it's very real. But I think those things are like intertwined together. Like we should be talking about both things. Yeah, I just I just think we want to make sure we have an understanding that not every person trying to cross the border is a trafficker or a drug. Oh trafficker. yeah, for sure. I, 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 I don't think that because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that get taken advantage of and right. you know, they're, they're, right. they're obviously looking for a new life and a new opportunity and what a better place to come to the United States. And I, I think we need to figure this out. We need to figure out. There's some great people um, that can cross this borders that can, do some exceptional things for our country and so i want to be able to um, figure out something so that they can have a home and a place that is safe and an opportunity to be able to help their family so i think it is ultimately a good thing uh, but we still need to be able to figure out border control and i think what's really interesting and i and i think i had a warped view of this right when big bad orange man president trump come into office and he said we're gonna build a wall and we're gonna make mexico pay for it my first initial thought was, man, that's a pretty arrogant thing to be able to say. And well, probably because it was, but at the same time, 
Um, there is something wait. that. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying that a president has said something arrogant in the past? I love how you keep calling us out for everything we say, but yes, <laughs> I, I am saying that's, that. That's because the, the listeners like, that's because he has nothing else to contribute. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, got it. Anyways, got it. Way to insert going. that in Tanner. No, so they yeah. did that. You know, it was such a horrible thing that they're building a wall. And I had some mixed views on that too, because it seems like we're, we're creating these different lines. We're not allowing any thing to happen because there are some good illegal immigrants that come in that contribute to our country and have done some great things and long story short you know they stopped the wall but now the biden administration is resuming some wall construction again so it's just like man it's just it just doesn't make sense to me i'm confused with all these things that are going on with these administrations how they detain the people you know, you know, Trump was detaining people and putting them in these places and like, look, they're in cages. But then the Obama administration was the administration that really kind of incorporated some of these detained sites. It's tough. It's confusing. It's hard. Immigration is something so, difficult to talk about. Yeah. So, Phil, are you are you for or against a wall being built? I think I'm for being a wall being built. Um, yeah. and I'm for legal immigration. I think we need to have more people come into our country and figure out ways to be able to legalize that. And we should be, we should be spending more money towards legalizing these people and creating a plan. So, cause they're not going to be able to come to the country and really provide, but what is a good five year plan for someone who's entering into our country to receive assistance? Um, we, we need to incentivize it for people coming in. We need to figure out some of these problems. Um, I don't know. That's that's my gut yeah. reaction. But I also I think, don't know a lot. Well, which is true. Yeah, I think I've always kind of viewed the, the building of the wall as a we don't want you here. Totally. And I and I think that's how probably maybe maybe how most people view it as a, we don't want you here. And, and maybe that's actually why it was built. But what if it is more so of a uh, we do want you here, but here is how you come here, right? Like we have we have made a, a there's a better way, and if we can figure that out, and I am the last person who should probably speak on immigration because I don't know a lot, I don't know what's going on, but like if there is a way that we could do that where we could welcome people into our country appropriately, and it not only would it uh, it, it would like expedite the process of them being an established citizen of the United States. Right. Where it's like, we see that you want to come. Let's find a way to make that happen. Um, but I also know that uh, and this is not a knock on our government. This is kind of the way it's set up. It's not set up for, uh, I don't know, uh, an expedited or a successful transition from one thing to the other. Like we've all gotten those letters in the mail where it's taken three different, you know, four hour conversations on the phone to get half an answer. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think a wall is a safety blanket. Say more. What do you mean I, by I that? I'm not cutting with that. I think if yeah, I think if people want to come, they're gonna buy a ladder. They're gonna dig a tunnel. Now, obviously, you you have you know, you patrol it. You do the best you can, but I think there's something to be said to say. How do we build? How do we look and say what are the best systems? you know, for this. And are there other alternatives it, that you would suggest? 
I, I mean, there's beefing up the border patrol. There's building those kinds of things. The stretches of West Texas that some of this, like some of these places are happening, like West Texas is big and vast and putting a wall out there is, I mean, we, we were down in big bend, which is the national park down there, which is on the border and had to drive to get a, our battery died. And, you know, so we jump started. we had to drive to the closest auto zone, which was two hours away, you know? So the, the logistics of building along the border is a very fascinating idea. Um, I just, I don't I don't know if it I don't know if it's feasible. I think it's it's an idea. It's one of the things we can do. It's one that you can see, right? Like saying we've beefed up, you know, drone coverage and uh, border patrol is something that you don't always see. You stack a bunch of shipping containers and say, "Here's our wall," and you go, "Boom, there it is." So. Yeah, and I think we're never going to solve it's 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 the people are going to do whatever they it takes to commit a crime or to come over. And I think it's just making it it's we can at least make it more difficult, you know, for that to happen, even though it might not solve all the issues. Because what happens is if we just use patrol and we increase that, we're asking people to be our wall. We're asking our people to be the wall instead of, you know really doing something where we can at least set a boundary line where we can maybe make it more difficult for crime to come into the U.S., you know, because I think the the biggest thing that's happening in this is that there is the the way of living here, the drug increase, the um, the crime that's happening here. Now we have an unhealthy country, especially in certain parts of the country with an increase of like drug intake because of this. And how are we, if we are not healthy, going to to serve and help those around us, you know? Well, but the major drug issue we're having right now is with fentanyl, which started with pharmaceutical companies, not drug cartels. Drug cartels have now bought into it. But I think that's part of the, the process too, is saying we're going to find drugs if they come from south of the border or not. Yeah, that's um, right either way. Yeah, but you're and you're not wrong, Katie. I just I having lived in Texas for a majority of my life, having been in a, a border state there, no one seems to be finding a solution. It seems like the wall putting the you know, we've had the the state guard on the border for a, six months or something like that, and nothing seems to be working and and Katie, I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning is saying we have to find solutions for saying there are legal ways to do this. We can't just say it's a free for all. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's rules, there's laws for a reason. Um, but what about the whole like catch and release thing? I mean, that that seems, you know, they get caught. You know, we we detain them for a little bit and then they're free to go because they have to appear for a court date. Why, why is it that they should just be continued to be released in the United States? Uh, I'd have to look up that line. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, well, basically, when when immigrants are detained, you know, and, you know, the, the law is that they're, they have a court date for a specific date, mm-hmm. uh, like two weeks from then, and they are supposed to appear to that, but most of them do not adhere to those laws, and they just 
they'll go to wherever they need to go next. Um, I would do the same thing, right? Because I want to, I want to be able to have a chance in America and it's not going to look good for me if I have to show up for that court date. Um, I, I think what it comes down to is I just want, and again, drugs are still going to get into the country, like you said, Ted, but if there is a way to limit trafficking, illegal trafficking for children, for drugs, um, whatever that might be, um, you know, we should do that. I, I don't know how much the wall was going to cost with Trump, but I'm sure it's a lot less money than some of these trillion dollar packages that we spent recently, too. So it seems like we were arguing over billions of dollars, which I can't even imagine because I'll never even see anything like that compared to trillion dollar packages. So I don't know. It depends on how your fantasy league goes next year. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Bet on Peaclop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a heavy topic. Most topics that we have on the show are are pretty heavy and kind of difficult, like wading through mud. Just kind of down, kind of feeling it out. Right. And it takes it takes wisdom, you know. I think I think we have to be able to to think and form thoughts around it on both sides and um really develop, you know, being able to hear one another and listen to understand, you know, and both sides, I'm talking about like Republican Democrat parties, I think there has to be an element where we listen for the sake of understanding, so that we can come up with real solutions, but um, easier said than done. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then even with Pew Research, they're talking Republicans and Democrats want a solution for immigration, like everyone wants something like a better outcome problem is no one can really agree upon what that outcome should look like and that's mm -hmm. probably why even it's hard for us to talk about it it's sticky it's hard it's like you know ted up you bring up a really good point then it just follows up with another good point it's just like man this seems impossible to deal with and i i think it comes back to the political quagmire right because phil the the phil sent us an article on p research and numbers and it's like a lot of the real compassionate solutions to immigration actually are majority Democrat and Republican lean towards saying, yeah, we, we want this compassionate solution. And, and that's the, the cynical side of me says, yeah, but then if immigration gets solved, then politicians don't get to use it as their soapbox, whichever way you go. And that's, that's part of the problem we experience in our country is if something gets solved, then you can't use it to your advantage anymore. Yeah. So I think this, you know, this, and this feels like a topic we'll come back around to. Like this feels like a start, um, you know, so it's probably something that's going to be in the news again. We'll talk about again. And I loved where everybody came from on it. Um, Tanner, the welcoming language you use, Katie talking about, the healthiness of boundaries to say boundaries are actually very healthy for humanity and who we are as people. So how do we make a healthy boundary and not just a broken one? Um, and Phil coming in to look and say, yeah, there's gotta be solutions. And how, how do we find solutions? Um, we, I'm, I'm grateful to have talked with you guys about it. We are, would love to hear what folks say about it. You can always check out the YouTube video again. It'll go up on, uh, Anchor FM and to Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to it as a podcast, you can check it out there. We did ask that if you could subscribe or rate the podcast so we can keep getting connected Ooh. with other folks. 
We will be back again next Monday at 4 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern. This has been Everyday Elephants. Thanks for joining us.